everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I can't tell you exactly which one it is because this is actually dropping on multiple podcasts at once. Don't worry. You are listening to the right show, whichever one you're trying to get. I am not your regular host, but I have a feeling your host is probably standing very close by. My name is David Wright. I'm also known as Deaf Dave, and there's a chance that you've at least heard of me if you're a regular follower of this show. We have a very special episode today. I've been asked to moderate a fantasy draft for Bond Girls. And so I have with me hosts from a film by podcast, the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, the On Her Majesty's Secret podcast. I think I got that right as well as the 30-something podcast. So I feel a little bit like more successful than Blofeld at taking over the world. I'm a guy with no podcast <laughs> of my own, yet I have simultaneously hijacked four of them all at once, and <laughs> I'm feeling pretty powerful. So anyway, uh, this is going to be a fantasy draft of Bond Girls, and uh, we'll, we'll have five rounds of these picks, and then we'll uh, leave it up to the audience to decide the winner. So let's get straight to introductions. First up, we have the host of a film by podcast, Jeff Johnson. Jeff, tell us about you, about your show and your Bond credentials. Uh, hello, Dave. Thank you for joining us uh, and doing this for us. My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm one of the co-hosts for a film by podcast. Basically, what we do is we take our favorite directors, we take uh, Hollywood's biggest directors, and we we like to focus in on their underrated hits. You know, not necessarily things that you might have heard or might not have done well at the box office, but things that we feel you should definitely check out. And then we also have a couple of uh, limited series. You know, we've done the the 1986 series, which you know Jason has been a part of, which you've been a part of. We're currently working on a uh, one called A Film at 45. We're a couple episodes deep into that. We're celebrating the 45th anniversary of movies that were in 1978. So doing some fun stuff with that. As far as Bond uh, goes and my connection, I still remember the, the day that my dad told me not to go outside to play because he wanted me to watch a movie. I sit down in front of the TV and I'm immediately just unhappy because I see this is some old movie. What do I care? And then all of a sudden I see this girl completely covered in gold. And I was like, wait, what, what is this? And then, the, you know, I was hooked. Goldfinger was my first experience. Uh, my dad introduced me to James Bond. Later that year, uh, we went to the movie theater to see A View to a Kill, 1985. Again, I was a little confused when I saw Roger Moore's face. I leaned at Dad, that's not James Bond. No, it is James Bond. <laughs> Just, tr you know, it's a new guy. But uh, happy to say uh, my dad has taken me to see every James Bond film since A View to a Kill. And uh, the fun thing for me is uh, at this point now, uh, as an adult, I'm taking him to go see him. So we haven't missed one. And uh, I don't I don't plan for that to happen anytime soon. That's pretty awesome. So Jason Colvin, tell us a little bit about your show and your bondage experiment. I mean, bond experience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my name is Jason Colvin, and I co-host the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast with my good buddy, James D. Graves, and we are a podcast for the MTV generation. And what we do is we take two movies or albums or TV shows or you know books, whatever, and we match them up against them, themselves. And so we've done some, some pretty fun ones. Jeff, with you, we've done uh, Jaws the Revenge versus Superman 4, and that was kind of a fun one. Uh, Dave, with you, we did License to Ill by the Beastie Boys versus Raisin Hell, Run DMC. What we've got coming down the pipe, we've got Raisin Arizona versus The Big Lebowski. We're working on Summer of 1988, so we're doing Twins versus Big. We've got Long Cold Winter by Cinderella versus OU812, Van Halen. And we like to match those up, and we go deep. We try to ferret out the stuff that other people don't find, and so some more trivial type of things. For me, my first Bond experience happened in the summer of 1981 and I contend that two weeks of June in 1981 were the best two weeks in 80s movie history. So, you know, you've got Stripes, you've got Great Muppet Caper, you've got For Your Eyes Only, you've got Raiders of Lost Ark, you've got Dragon Slayer, you've got all these great movies released all in the same two-week period. Clash of the Titans, I think. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> and, and yeah, actually, I've got a tidbit on Clash of the Titans here in a minute. Because we'll be talking about probably Ursula Andress at some point. Once I had seen Raiders of the Lost Ark with my best friend at the time, he's like, man, we've got to go see For Your Eyes Only. It's the new James Bond movie. And I had never heard of James Bond. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, if you like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you'll definitely like For Your Eyes Only. And so we went to the movie theater and I was like, this is the greatest summer I've ever had because I just saw Raiders. And now I'm watching James Bond. And it was just awesome. And so that was my first experience. 
Awesome. Van, tell us about you and at least tell us about your James Bond podcast and your Bond, uh, your relationship to Bond and the franchise. I am Van Allen Plexico. I run the White Rocket Entertainment Network, which has a number of different podcast channels, but the one relevant here is On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. When I came up with that name several years ago, I said, well, now I've got to have a show because that's too, too good of a name not to actually use. And so... <laughs> Alan J. Porter, the author of many books on James Bond, he and I do a occasional review. We're working our second way through the movies now. The first time we just kind of did long reviews of them, discussing every aspect, every scene, every moment. This time we're doing kind of like categories, rating the girls, the, the gadgets, the villains, and all that as we go through. So that's what we've been doing lately. But there are other folks in that show, including Raymond Benson, the uh, the author. He's, he comes on occasionally. We talk about Bond music, the scores and everything. So we have a lot of fun on that, on that series. It's at secretpodcast.podbean.com. As far as me, um, I I think my first exposure to Bond was in the early 70s on like the ABC Sunday night movie when they would show either uh, they kept sh switching back. See, I never had the who's Bond thing because they would sh one week they would show Diamonds Are Forever and the next week they would show Live and Let Die and they'd switch back and forth. So I was getting Sean Connery and Roger Moore kind of in equal doses. And so I thought of them both as Bond. And then uh, I saw... Um, I have a love-hate relationship, though, in the mid-'70s because we were in Florida on a vacation, and there was Star Wars was out, and I was dying to see Star Wars, and we went and saw The Spy Who Loved Me. So I've always hated The Spy Who Loved Me, even though I acknowledge it's a good Bond film. I hate it because it kept me from seeing Star Wars for like four months. <laughs> but uh, but and, and as far as Bond goes, I really do like the, uh, the idea of a secret agent that... Secret agent?! Side. Exactly. He's, he's kind of his own guy. He's a really interesting character and uh, <laughs> charismatic and exciting. And he's held up for all these going on 60 years now. So, yeah, if not more. Yeah. So very good. And the last uh, participant in our draft today is Pat Cantagallo from the 30 something podcast. Pat, tell us about your show, what you got going on and uh, any relationship to Bond. OK, so 30 something movie podcast. It's actually the show. Uh, the guy that ran the show, starts the show, is uh, uh, my friend John Reed. And uh, he got a bunch of us together. Uh, we're all teachers. We would all sit when we'd have break time or lunch or whatever. We'd sit down and just talk about movies. All right. Uh, our friends Jeff, Dennis, Bo, myself. And then we would just sit and talk movies. There were sometimes we'd, we'd be sitting there and have entire conversations just using movie quotes. And sometimes that would just completely weird out the other teachers. Like sometimes students wouldn't know where the real, you know, the smart students would always, you know, pick up on what we were saying. And so finally, John's like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a podcast. Let's put this all together and let's just talk about movies as a podcast. And so the way our show works is that we review movies that are coming up on their 30th anniversary. So right now, each year, we, we do one movie a week from 30 years ago. So right now, we're working through 1993. And uh, we just got done with the film. Uh, it's uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote the script. Christian Slater starred in it. It's called True Romance. And uh, like it's been great because, uh, you know, I had never seen that movie before. And so like I was blown away with this. And, and it's, it's awesome going back. And how did I miss this movie? And then all of a sudden, like the next week, we could be doing, uh, for example, Jurassic Park. OK, I've seen this movie. Is that really already 30 years old? Like, where did that come from? And getting together and realizing, wow, I've had all these feelings about this movie that's 30 years old. So does everybody else. You know, so it's 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 been a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool experience doing the podcast. As far as when Bond started, I started watching Bond with my grandparents and my dad, those Sunday night movies that you talk about, uh, my grandmother was a huge James Bond fan, a huge Sean Connery fan. So, yeah, I would grow up and, and like you were saying, kind of got the Sean Connery and Roger Moore in equal doses. And that's kind of where it all where it all started. You know, I, I was raised. My grandma made sure to under, that I understood that, you know, Sean Connery was the best Bond, but there were some <laughs> other Bonds. And then it just kind of followed through the rest of my life, every level you know, all the way up through college and you know, there was always a group of people that were Bond fans. So I got to kind of like grow up with the series. Well, very good. If I could, I'll just share a little bit of my relationship with the Bond franchise because it sounds very similar to Jeff's. My dad graduated high school in 1963, which I think is the year that Dr. No was released in the United States. And so he was kind of the Bond generation, went through all that super spy craze in the 60s. And that was something that he and I shared. Uh, you know, he took me to my first Bond movie uh, View to a Kill when I was a freshman in high school, I must have been. 
And so that one was my first experience with, with James Bond, and I had a good time with my dad. So I don't hate that movie as much as uh, most people seem to. But that became a tradition. Um, it's something my dad and I bonded over. We we saw every James Bond movie that came out. That continued into my adulthood, and after I'd moved away, if there was a new Bond movie, I'd make the trip down to my hometown. We'd go see it together, and so. That's always that's always been kind of special to me. He passed away after Casino Royale. That was the last one that I saw with him. And I have not I haven't really been particularly in the mood to see a new release since then. I haven't. I don't know if I if I will to be honest. But I remain a casual Bond fan and I will still watch all the old ones. Occasionally I'll go on a binge every once in a while. So uh, I'm not a huge Bond fan, so when this topic came up, I didn't feel like I knew enough to be able to having to conduct my own intelligent enough of a draft. So, but I'm, I'm a casual fan. I'm not a hater of it for sure. So uh, I'm excited to be able to help y'all out with this today. And uh, I think we're getting ready to get started. We'll start drafting. We're going to just go through fantasy football style snake draft. We're going to do gonna go snake style, but in each round we'll start with, with a different person. So I'll just keep that straight. We don't have to worry about it too much. So before we get started on drafting our bond girls, I asked everyone to submit to me their own idea for a Bond girl name, their own original Bond girl name, <laughs> and that I would use the quality of their puns to determine the draft order. And these guys do not know what I've decided. They don't even know what everybody else has even come up with. So here we go. I'm going to start. Uh, so they're all great. They're all solid. All right. They're all absolutely usable. I could see them in a Bond movie, but I have to rank them. So I'm going to go at number four. Is going to be Van with. Yeah, I knew mine was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I I judge these based on like how much does this fit the convention of what the Bond movies do? Okay, so Van's entry was Gloria Climax. So that's good. Uh, that's know, good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Not, not you know, not unfathomable that it might be used. Okay, but uh, but um, we'll, we'll. It was yeah. the only one I could think of that didn't that wasn't already a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of used up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the third one is going to be Pat. Pat had a great sounding Bond name. It Fanny Goodbottom. So, uh, I, uh, I, at first I was going to deduct points for the use of Fanny thinking it was a little bit of an old, old fashioned name. Then I remember that James Bond goes back. The movies go back to 1962. So I think you, uh, I think you yeah. get away with Fanny Goodbottom. So I get off on a technicality there. So it's a quality name, but we got some, we got some tough uh, entries ahead of you. So number two is actually my favorite one. So number two is going to be Jeff Johnson. So <laughs> Jeff came up with a fantastic name. Uh, it is Nakata Spitz. Now, the reason why that is so good is, well, those of us that speak Croatian already know how good of a name that is. But if you need <laughs> Nakata translated into English, it is never. Oh, yes. Oh, there oh, we geez. go. Okay. 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 <laughs> so top shelf pun quality, but also I don't think the Bond movies make you work that hard for the punchline. So <laughs> I, I put them in second place. And Jason Colvin, I think, absolutely nails the spirit of the movies with Ophelia Melons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thank so you. To, to start off, the draft order will be Jason, Jeff, Pat, and Van. And we'll go from there. <laughs> My goal today was not to get in trouble with my wife or anybody at my church. I think I'm over two already. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Well, guys, uh, I think we're ready to get started on drafting our Bond girls. So, Jason Colvin, you are on the clock. Yes. Okay. Well, this is the first pick out of the gate. Thank you very much, Dave. I know who I'm going to take. And I'll tell you right off the bat, this is the girl who impacted me the most emotionally. When I watched this movie. Okay. So she actually dies in the movie. This, of course, is Vesper Lind. I'm going Vesper right out of the gate from Casino yeah. Royale. Yeah. She was she was playing Bond, but she actually fell in love with him. And then uh, her death scene was just incredibly moving. And I love Casino Royale. So I'm taking Vesper right out of the gate. 
That would have probably been my first pick, Jason. Hey, can I just say that the, the, the thing I was thinking about strategy-wise here is something I learned from fantasy football. You don't necessarily take the one you want the most or you like the most. You take the one that's going to be the hardest to get later. That's true. Right? And if you hadn't taken her, I would have eventually. So, yeah, that was a very good move, I think. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Very good. No other thoughts on that? We'll move on ahead. Jeff, you're, you're up. Well, I'll tell you, like Van, Vesper definitely would have been my choice. So uh, I've got my my ranking system uh, that I came up with. Uh, so I'm going to go to my number two overall pick, which uh, happens to be the very first Bond girl for me. Talk about Honor Blackman in 1964's Goldfinger playing Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. I, I mean... Most people know her name. She's got that great Bond name. Yeah. You know, she was 39 at the time of filming Goldfinger. She was the only Bond girl older than the Bond actor until Monica Bellucci Inspector. Wow. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought Monica had the, the record, but I didn't know I didn't know Honor was that close. So older than Sean Connery. Yeah. Wow. And she was a I mean, she was such a great character, like a, an actual strong part of that movie. And I mean, like, you know, she's a pilot, too, which like immediately makes higher street cred. So, yeah, yeah very cool character. She's a lesbian and Sean Connery's bond is able to bring her over to the other side. So that right there, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do that today. But 1963 or whatever. you yeah, that I love the fact, she, you know, she she's femme fatale, you know classic femme fatale because you know she she goes toe to toe with him you know she's not the damsel in distress that you typically see a bond girl be so uh uh, like like pat was saying she's definitely got strength i I love that about her all right so we'll uh we'll keep going so pat you're up next you're on the clock dan you kind of foreshadowed where i was going with this i've got to pick one of my favorite actresses of all time that when i found out she was going to be a bond girl miss monica bellucci i was like absolutely (laughs) floored (laughs) <laughs> and I, so I'm going to go out of the gate. I'm going to Lucia Schiara. And I got to be honest, they always say like, hey, be careful with the fantasy draft. Don't just, you know, pick from your favorite team or pick from your favorite, you know, and all that. But I'm just going to break that rule because I love <laughs> everything that I've seen uh, Monica Bellucci act in. And it's an understatement to say she's an incredibly attractive human being. Um, <laughs> but what I think is amazing is, is kind of what we were talking about with the actress that, that was in the first Bond film. She was older than Daniel Craig at the time. You know, you start reading about this, that so many, you know, that you cast like a 55 year old dude with like a 20 year old gal. And it's like, OK, well, you know, where's this all coming from, you know, and but she gets on screen and i mean she is incredibly attractive on screen the hard part is that she has only a small part of the movie but my gosh what's done with that time the scene where she's walking in in the movie specter after the after the funeral scene and she's just walking in and you see on her face like just resignation that she knows that she's going to be you know assassinated next and and it's just the camera follows her and you're immediately captivated by the way she walks and just her, just the most subtle of facial expressions And then when the assassins appear and you can see resolution, she knows what's coming next. Then surprise that when Bond saves her and then the anger, it all flashes. And all it is, is just a couple of looks, you know, just a couple of like, you know, twitches here and there, a little eyebrow raise here. I mean, what she can communicate is pretty amazing. So that's going to be my first pick out of the gate. That's good. I've listened to 30 something enough to know that that was probably going to be high on your list. Yeah, I would have failed myself if I didn't go there. So, <laughs> well, let let's be let's be honest. Uh, I don't care what kind of list we're putting together. If Monica Bellucci is not at the top of it, <laughs> that's right. Something's wrong. You know, <laughs> something's wrong with the list. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, then if it's my turn, let me address that actually because here's what I did. I made a list the other day off the top of my head, right? Uh, in the order I just off the top of my head thought, and then you guys sent out the list of the five traits to kind of grade them by. And I'm like, Oh, which was beauty, talent, chemistry, importance, I guess, to the movie and X factor. I reordered my entire list using a scale of one to 10 for each of those things. And the order completely changed because there were bond girls that I did not rate highly just on terms of how I feel about them. But when I categorized them by how they ranked in those things, I was like, Whoa, there were some that came way up and there were a few that went down. I will say this, the two highest on my draft board are still there. I got to pick which one of those I want to grab. And you've each take, I have a, I have four pages of bond girls and you've taken one from page one, page two and page three so far. So interesting. All right. 
So I got to, like I say, the, my rule of fantasy drafting is take the one that's the, take the highest value when it's available. And so I am taking solitaire, Jane Seymour. Boom. That's a good one. I'm glad she was there. I think she's my favorite. Jane Seymour. There you go. She uh, she got cast into a Bond film at the just the right time of her career. I, I'm yes. a big fan of Solitaire. Isn't it funny that she's in a Bond movie in 73, and five years later, Battlestar Galactica says, introducing Jane Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's a Bond girl. What are you talking about introducing? <laughs> to space? <laughs> to <crazy>. Cylons? <laughs> no. Van, I'm... Looks, I'll tell you right now, that's my that solitaire was my number three overall. I'm not even sad about you taking her because I knew uh, I knew Jason's a big fan of her wardrobe in that show in that movie. So <laughs> I I knew if you weren't taking her, he probably was. So yeah, great pick, yeah. man. Thank yep. you. Did you know that she she did Playboy at age 67? And that's it. Well, she could. I'm sure. Yeah, she can. <laughs> She's incredible. Yeah. For the part of solitaire, they actually were interested in Goldie Hawn and Helen Mirren for that role. I did not know really? that. How about that? Wow. Really? Nice. Well, so I think Helen. 73 Helen Mirren. Yeah. That would have yeah. worked. Uh, Goldie Hawn. That's a, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. You know? She, yeah, she's, she's more of the wacky helper to bond. I would think. Yeah. Than, she's, than a, she's more good night than solitaire. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. definitely good night. She, she's more Denise Richards category. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's now let's don't be mean. Easy, easy. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> let's let's, let's be gentlemen, that. fellow double O's. You mean no one's, no one's drafting Denise Richards? Okay. Easy on my number two overall. Pick there. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the board, but we don't get to her till Christmas. <laughs> oh. But <Ba-doom. laughs> Very good. All right. So we are going in a snake format, which means Van, you get to pick again. Ooh, oh, now here's the here's the question. Do mm-hmm. I think number one, I've now taken uh I'm now taking number two off the board. I went ahead and took number two instead of number one off of my draft board because I oh, thought boy. that was the right pick. Now the question is if it's number one on my draft board, do I think that they're gonna pop up again before I get to pick again? Maybe my number one, you see, the strategy. <laughs> Maybe my number one is just me, or do I really want her so bad I got to go ahead and spend that second pick? But honestly, oh my gosh. Yeah, I I, I think she's going to still be there. I think she's going to still be there. So I'm going to go down the board a little bit and get another high-powered banger. This is a top five Bond girl. I'm taking Melina Havelock, Carol Bouquet from nice. For Your Eyes Only. Boom. Nice. I, I feel nice. very good about that pick. Melina Havelot. I like Havelot. Okay. Yep. The Greek crossbow wielder. That's right. The mm-hmm. steely good. blue eyes. Good I have choice. a soft spot for her just because she was my first Bond girl. Oh, there you go. She's something. And that's Later, Chanel number five spokesgirl, right? That's right. You can't go wrong there. Let's see if my number one overall is going to be there in five picks. <laughs> is, yeah, I'm going to be like putting bullets now. <laughs> Carol Bouquet, uh, she auditioned for the role of Dr. Goodhead. Wow. That's right, Moonraker. Which came before Eyes Only, right? That's so right. She, she came back, tried again. liked her enough to bring only. her back, so how about that? Yeah, that was, she would have been an odd choice for Dr. Goodhead. That's I think they went the right. She's more exotic. Yeah. yeah. The right choice there. Very good. All right, so we're back to Pat. So I've, I've been sitting here, like, making notes and scratching out and trying to do that, you know, and all this kind of thing. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and then you brought up like the ranking system and this. And so, you know, then I threw it all out the window, you know, all that. So. All right. So enough enough of this kind of fretting around over here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Michelle. Yo. That was my number one on my board oh, right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. I'm going with Mayday for no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Well, <laughs> so so I'm dude. I'm sorry. See now I feel bad, and this is okay. oh no, that was my uh, choice. I I, I, I rolled the dice. So. Here's Van. She'll it. be there six picks from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I, well. I mean, you probably could fill in the gaps too. I mean, awesome action star, awesome fighting skills, viable part of the movie. Excellent counterpoint to Bond as well as Pierce Brosnan. I love motorcycles and check that scene out. That's, That's pretty awesome. Great scene. Right. It's just great. You know, the movies that I was seeing in the in the in the 90s, you know, I'm sure she had like a huge body of work beyond that. But I mean, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it just, you know, so we'd seen that. Seeing her in Bond, that that was awesome. And so like <laughs> Jumping in like as an actress, but then also as a character, like if I was going to go on a secret mission, like I would want her backing me up. And so I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Van, why don't you jump in with your thought? I, I'm feeling bad now. I'm feeling bad. No, 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 no. That's, I, it was, I was my rule in the dice. I just thought that like the, I just thought like the hot blondes and stuff would go first. And she is a kind of a tough action girl might hang around a little yeah. longer, but uh, she's my, always been my number one bond girl. She's one of the two Bond characters other than Bond and Felix. She's one of the mm -hmm. other two characters I want a solo series out of. I want a Waylin right. series and a Tiger Tanaka series. Those two would kick butt and solo series, and they almost did it. They talked about doing a Michelle Yeoh spy series, and they ended up not doing it because Eon always makes the wrong choice and things like that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, I've read that. And it's kind of like, how does that stuff not get made when I've got to deal with all the other? How do you not do it? Yeah. Hey, Van, I'll tell you, if you've seen, if, if you guys have seen everything everywhere all at once, she yet. could absolutely still be Waylin and do an action series oh, as wow. far as I'm concerned. Awesome. She was amazing in that. She's, she's amazing overall. Good pick, Pat. I was familiar. I happen to be familiar with her through Jackie Chan movies. And so it, it's my impression at the time, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, was that uh, she really was like the first one to me that was more was a lot more than just eye candy and was like legitimately yes. like had the most agency of no pun intended of any uh, Bond girl and was really a significant character in her own right and her own strength and all that kind of stuff. Is that was that is that really kind of was she the new standard once that happened once once that movie came out to a degree? Yeah, my my favorite story about her is she flew over from Hong Kong and she gets there and they're like, Oh, you speak English. She says, yeah, I learned on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back to Jeff. Well, I, I'll tell you something we're doing. We're doing this football style draft. And one thing I love about uh, what Jason and D do on surely you can't be serious podcast is the deep dive. They, they're always giving us the fun facts and the stuff you never thought of. Right. I love it. And I'm expecting Jason. I'm, I'm expecting a lot of that from Jason today, but man, I'm also getting a little nervous because I'm I'm afraid like when he says certain things, it's almost like I, I got to draft a running back. And then the guy next to you starts talking <laughs> about the running backs that are still available and you're, you're three picks away. So uh, Jason, Jason already dropped this name, but uh, my number two pick is uh, going to be 1979's Holly Goodhead. Played by the lovely um, Lois Childs in uh, Moonraker. A woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One of the worst things Bond ever says. He looks at her. Woman. Yeah, woman. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's she very point, observant of you. <laughs> from that point, the rest of the movie, she's just pissed off at him. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got great chemistry in that in that one because oh, yeah. because of that. You know, they they really ratchet up the battle of the sexes in Moonraker. And let's uh, let's be honest. Again, not a damsel in distress. She's the one flying the shuttle at the end of the. At, you know, she's saving the day. So, I'm quickly realizing that I've I've now drafted two of the most notoriously named Bond girls <laughs> in the franchise. Um, that was not part of my uh, my agenda. I assure you. I have a question. Which movie had the more believable outer outer space scenes, Moonraker or Superman Four? <laughs> I think you just gave Jason? all the podcast. Oh man! I think you just gave all the podcast like an idea for their next like, bonus episode, yeah. right? I'm going with uh, the attempted re-entry by Bond and uh, Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take Goodhead over the the quest for peace any day. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, to end the first round. We're yes. back to we're back to Jason Colvin. Jason, what you got? 
Okay, my number two overall pick is still available, so I'm super excited. Oh. So I'm a guy. <laughs> this is going to get me in trouble too. Uh, <laughs> I like the girls that like. She's either going to kill me or I'm going to have the greatest sex of my life, right? So, <laughs> so, so I'm taking Zania on a top. Oh, yes, nice. MK Jansen from Goldeneye who uh, had the killer thighs and uh, wanted to kill Bond, but man, she was smoking in that movie. So, taking no Zinnia. more foreplay. <laughs> Do you know that they wanted Courtney Cox for that role? How about that? Oh my gosh. I, oh. Could, I could see I could see that. With some of the stuff, you know, we we, we, we quickly always look at her as as Monica from Friends, but some of her roles, I could, I could see that she could have done that, you know? I, I would have put her in a Terry Hatcher category, but... Uh, yes. Yes. But, yeah. But but I think Femke has that exotic flavor mm-hmm. that's gonna make her a better Bond girl than than Courtney Cox. I think. But Absolutely. you know, I love Goldeneye. That was uh that was when it came out. It was immediately my favorite one I'd ever seen. It but it was also it was on a top that what really made me go, oh, I need to be a, pay attention to these girls' names. <laughs> like that one caught my <laughs> eye. You know, caught my ear, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I was you know, other than couple of the obvious ones that Jeff's already drafted. Uh, a lot of the others had gotten past me. So so that one always stands out. I, I like Goldeneye a lot. No more trivia from the Shirley You Can't Be Serious guy? Oh, no, no. Keep <laughs> okay. going, man. All right. So we're starting round two. We're going to do another snake. But this time, we'll uh, it'll start and end with Jeff. Jeff, what you got? This is tough because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm seeing how some of the guys are going with, uh, you know, hey, not, not at the top of my order, but I kind of want her. So I'm going to do that. Uh, this isn't my next overall pick, but uh, I'm gonna dip down a little bit. I gotta, I gotta take Honey Rider, uh, oh. Miss the lovely Ursula Andress from Doctor No, 1962. Good call for all the right reasons. Let's be honest, the Bond girl. That's a thing because of Ursula Andress. She's she's where it all started. You know, she com- coming out of that water in the white the white bikini with the 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 dagger. And, you know, and I, I gotta say, even for I have to believe anyone that's even. Whether you're a, a hardcore fan, you know, or you're just a casual viewer, everybody knows that scene. Everyone knows that that look, and they they relate it to James Bond. So taking a uh, taking Honey Rider, yeah, that's a great pick, man. Some of those old '60s women, they seem a little bit like a young version of my grandmother or something. But Ursula Andress, her beauty, it's timeless. Mm-hmm. Which I told you, I don't know if I told you this, Jeff, but researching these Bond girls. Ursula Andress had a love affair with Harry Hamlin on the set of Clash of the Titans, and they had a son from that relationship. I was like, "Get out of town!" Think about the genetics there. That's 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 a great looking kid. <laughs> <laughs> Aphrodite and 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 Perseus. And Perseus, I know, right? <laughs> Come on. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so I mean that that shot of her walking out in the white bikini, you know, and, and being in the first movie, I think really iconic and one of the defining moments that kind of set the pace and the framework going forward. And I, I'm sure it was a, made a huge impact on American audiences in 63. It's uh, you know, it's just one of those, I think one of those iconic film moments that kind of let everybody know right away that this, this whole franchise had legs. Well, they even copied it themselves later with Halle Berry and then later with uh, Daniel Craig. So it's like yeah. happened three times in the movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember the Halle Berry uh, homage there. All right, very good. So we're going to go with Pat. Pat, you're up next. Okay, so I'm going to go I'm going to go with Paloma from No Time to Die. And that was played by Anna De Armas and Jason, I think I'm off your Christmas card list now. <laughs> I love I love her in that. Yes stunning okay. yeah amazing and I, so so here's what got me you know like like i said big bond fan and when this film came out it was you know like getting back to the theaters after covid and all this kind of thing i'm like okay i am going back and i'm i don't care if i'm going by myself i'm going to see this movie in the theaters and uh so I, I got a chance to see it and i loved the whole movie and she was such a wonderful part of the movie and the thing that i loved and it was like i was sitting in the theater almost wishing like man, I wish I was at home so I could like rewind and watch these scenes again. Because what I found amazing is that at first it started off in my mind, like the the stereotypical Bond girl, right? And uh, like all of a sudden it was like, okay, she's she seems a little bit bubbly. She seems a little out of place. I'm sure that Daniel Craig's going to have to bail her out. And then I started realizing kind of my own age, realizing, okay, I'm closer to Daniel Craig age than I am to her age. So 
that, that kind of reshaped how I was looking at this character. And then when this, when the action, like, you know, when, when, when everything started dusting up and she was incredibly capable at handling herself, incredibly capable in a fight, I mean, was like an effective part of the team. I was just blown away with this because it, it was such a bait and switch. You were totally expecting that, okay, this is going to be a little, she's going to be out of sorts and Bond's going to have to help her out. And the other thing that it only occurred to me after, and then I was rewatching is, you know, at first Bond's kind of taken aback by her. She couldn't be less interested in him as a person or like, as like an attractive thing. Like even when she's like, here, change clothes. And he's just like, well, aren't you going to, and she goes, oh, you need me to turn around? Like it just, it, it didn't even occur to her. And it was so great that, okay, now you have a Bond girl, but they show, and it was such an effective way to show the age was like, and that's kind of where I'm starting to feel closer to Bond. Like he's not even on her radar, like in terms of like physical attraction, she is all about the mission. And I'm just like, how awesome is that? Like you got someone, you were baited into thinking she's inexperienced. She's so focused on the mission, so capable at executing the mission. I was like blown away with that character. I, I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. And the way Anna de Armas played it was was fantastic. She played uh, Marilyn Monroe down the road in a movie called Blonde. So mm -hmm. she's also in, um, the main character in uh, Knives Out. Mm -hmm. oh. And oh, I believe okay. isn't she? Isn't she in uh, the spinoff? She's about to do the spinoff, the John Wick spinoff, uh, Ballerina. I thought I haven't heard. Yeah. Yes, she's, uh, she's I'm, everywhere. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, she's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pat. I gotta say, I'm 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 tra I'm tracking your list. And if there's yeah. if there's one word I could call it, I would say exotic. Okay. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. Yeah. I just, they're they're both just, Daniel Craig movies, right? Uh, two yeah. uh, two of the three are. Yeah. Yeah. He, he took. He oh, also good. took Michelle. Yeah. Uh, in case you forgot, I forgot he had three. I, I, I don't, had done I don't three. think he forgot. I don't think he forgot. <laughs> uh, so Van, you're on the clock. All right. So I was just looking at my draft board here, and of the fifth of my top fifteen, eight are gone, but there's seven left, and I have four that are all tied. So my number five, six, seven, and eight are really just tied for fifth. So I just got to basically flip a roll of four sided die to figure out where I'm going here because they're all totally tied and they're equally good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, talking about Daniel Craig, he is like a week younger than me. I don't have the mileage that he does. I don't think, but uh, I haven't done some of the things he's done though. So I missed out on that part. But anyway, it's not the age, like, it's the mileage. It is, it is for sure. Yeah. All right. So I got to make a choice here and I've got five. Well, I got four tied together to choose among. And I mean, I, you really can't go wrong with any of these. So I'm going to, I'm going to, again, I'm use my strategy of high value target. And I, I look at these four and one of them is, I think a little more special, just a tiny bit more special because she's the only one on the entire draft board that is Mrs. James Bond. Oh, yes, Tracy. I'm taking Teresa yes. Di Vincenzo, better known as Tracy Bond, Diana Rigg from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I can't believe she's still here in round three. So I got to jump. I got to. I have to jump on Diana Rigg, if you'll excuse me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Van, you're becoming that. You're becoming the guy that steals my picks now. Like you're, you're that yeah, guy well, in the draft. Pat. Meanwhile, Pat. Okay, so <laughs> not just me. Yeah, very good. Wow. Uh, well, speaking of ages, I figured out that I am right now the same age Sean Connery was in Never Say Never Again. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I'm not attracting Kim Basinger types, but I think I'm doing pretty good for myself. <laughs> All right. When I first saw For Your Eyes Only, you have that opening scene where he's visiting her grave. That's right. And, mm -hmm. and so I was yep. like, whoa, what is this? Like, what, what story is being told here that I don't know? And so mm -hmm. that kind of helped drive my interest in Bond. I had to find out who is Teresa Bond, you know, so there you go. That's great. And, you know, I, I don't want to get too far off the track, but, you know, it's funny on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I don't want to say it was ignored, but it was always like the Daniel or not Daniel, uh, the Sean Connery and the Roger Moore Bonds, like growing up. And that's what my grandparents. And it was only when I got to college that one of my friends was like on Her Majesty's Secret Service is the best Bond film ever. And this was this was like early 90s. And I'm like, really? And he goes, the best ever. Watch, you know, and the only thing is like he thought that the actor that portrayed Bond, you know, he had a favorite, you know, I think he liked Sean Connery or whatnot. But yeah, then I watched Honor Majesty's Secret Service and I was blown away. And I thought Mrs. Bond, like that, that movie is awesome. And somehow in 
I, maybe not, I don't know how you guys are with it, but it almost kind of fell in the cracks growing up, you know, between all the other ones going out there. Well, the thing was they wouldn't show it on ABC like they did Live and right. Let Die and, 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 and the others. It, and it was not financially successful like the others. That's one of the reasons that he didn't return. The other reason was he quit because he got all big head thinking he was yeah. the biggest star mm -hmm. in the world. But um, the thing about the Jason, you mentioned about seeing the grave, that movie was the only one where they just filmed the book. Peter Hunt, the editor was allowed to direct that one. And he said, I'm not going to do some, you know, take the book and mess it all up. We're just going to film the book. And they did. And it really doesn't fit into the series. In fact, Blofeld is in that movie and he's never seen Bond before when he just fought Bond in the previous movie. It doesn't fit in. And you could have just said it's like outside of continuity except for for your eyes only brings it back into continuity so mm -hmm. you're stuck with it being yeah so it's very confusing but yeah that's absolutely it's easy for me as a casual fan to dismiss it you know it's easy to think to myself well, that one doesn't really count because it was just a a one shot for lazenby that's the movie that the real bond connoisseurs consider the best in the series by the way it's it the one the casual fans think is the worst and the bond fans think is the best generally because it's true to the book okay good pick good pick all right so Jason, you get two in a row here. So Jason, what's your first one? Oh, I'm so excited that both of these people are still available. So Van, I think mentioned that the ABC movies being shown in the seventies and eighties. And, and that's kind of where I, where I caught on, I guess in the early eighties. So I watched the spy who loved me on ABC and absolutely fell in love. That's my favorite Roger Moore, James Bond movie. Uh, it even surpasses for you. I was only, which was my first love. So I love the Spy Who Loved Me. And so I am taking Agent Triple X as my next pick. Anya Amasova. Mrs. Ringo Starr, played by Barbara Bach. Her dress was uh, captivating as a young man. So to say the least. <laughs> Jason. I I, admi I appreciate her. Again, I hate the movie for personal reasons. She is not my favorite Bond girl in that movie. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my really? gosh. Wow. Is, wow. I, I love, it's interesting. This is interesting. It's such a subjective thing, right? It's all a subjective thing. It's, that's what's so cool. Yeah. Did you know that she recommended Grace Jones for A View to a Kill? Oh, wow. I thought that was an interesting tidbit. So and darn good recommendation. Heck yeah. Okay. So am, am I back yep, to back? Yep. Back to back. You get your second pick. All right. All right. I am taking the 38 year old, beautiful Maud Adams as uh -huh. Octopussy. Octopussy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though technically I'm she should be on the board twice. She should be. Well, two different characters. I, yep. yeah. I feel like her chemistry with Roger Moore, because they're both similar ages that uh, I believed it a lot more than him chasing some of these younger girls or, you know, BB throwing herself at him and that type of thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, leave, I BB, leave BB doll alone. <laughs> oh, baby. BB's on my board, but not highly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, th I think we're all comic book fans here. Um, when I, the last time I did a little Bond marathon over the weekend, I was struck by Maude Adams just by how similar she looked to a John Buscema drawing. I think uh, he is, <laughs> he's one of the best artists when it comes to drawing women, and he has a distinctive yeah. style. And I think Maude Adams, especially in this movie, looks like a John Buscema drawing brought to wow. life. Wow. No, I'm okay. seeing it. I am absolutely seeing that now. Wow. Respect. So uh, she makes an impression on me. She has to go high on my board too. All right, very good. Well, uh, Jeff, I'm afraid Jason took one of your uh, one of your you know juicier names off the board for you. But, uh, I, I couldn't take them all, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when I was at the movie theater, I was just going to say this: in 1983, I went to the movie theater with my dad, and uh, the guy came out and said the last screening for Octopussy has been sold out, and these teenagers behind me were like. Octa what? Octa what? Uh, My dad was like, oh, if you ever act that way in public, I'll kill you. <laughs> so did you just turn around and watch Never Say Never Again instead? <laughs> I, can't I think I watched Superman 3, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it going. And it's a tragedy to story. From 
All right, Van, you're back on the clock. It's back to you. Well, of my top seven on the board, two are still available. So, and then two of my top two more in the top uh, top ten. So, top four available here. Let me see. I've still got three of those that are equally ranked, and I, now I got to figure out which one of them is the most uh, gets most value. I'll put it this way: I got a Connery, a Craig, and a Brosnan. I haven't picked a Craig yet. I don't think. You still got girls left in uh, the spy you love me. I just reminding you. I this is true. <laughs> I, do. I do, I do, but she's pretty far down though. But I, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with this the classic. I gotta go with just the there's the thing that's cool about two of them is like neat. But this is just the classic. I would be remiss not to take her when she's there. We just had a Russian agent take. I'm taking another Russian agent. Tatiana Romanova, Daniela Bianchi from Russia with Love. Nice. Yep. I, got choice. I mean, she doesn't do a whole lot in that movie, but dang. <laughs> well, she, she does, does a lot. <laughs> she does she a does. lot for you. Okay. Yeah. She does indeed, yeah. I, she's arguably the most beautiful of all the Bond girls, I would argue. I think yeah. if you had it, if you had just a beauty contest, I think she might be number one. That's why for, the KGB again, selected her. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm sorry, what was the character's name? Uh, Tatiana Romanova, related to Black Widow. I was going to say, every Russian agent yeah. apparently is named Romanov. Okay. There it is. There it is. They're all royalty. All royalty <laughs> to the czar. All right, very good. Let's keep it going. Pat, you're up. You're on the clock. I was actually, until you made that pick, I was kind of like, torn between the next two. But this this is, this is that is okay, it takes one of my picks off the board there. Um, I'm going to go with the movie Thunderball and Fiona Volpe. Played, oh, there you go. Ooh. Played by yes. Luciana Pelusi, yeah. And uh, so Thunderball was, I remember seeing all the Bond movies growing up as a kid, but Thunderball was the one that really stuck in my mind because I love the water, I love the ocean, I love the swimming, I love all of that. And so as a kid, I loved boats, I loved water, and that summed it all up. And what I liked about the Fiona character was that she was tough. I mean, I know she was like, you know, on the bad guy side, but I mean, like, she was like, capable and i'm just reading kind of like one of the bio she has no issue killing anyone who gets in her way or screws up the mission and like uh <laughs> you know like I, I i mean to say that you know killing anyone but i mean like we've all had days like that where it's just like okay if anybody screws up the mission they're going to deal with my bad side you know so i really <laughs> i just i appreciated that that you know like she just came out and again and i'm repeating myself from some of the other characters but it was just like super focused super pro professional and dangerous because she was on the bad guy side right but for the bad guy side super effective um so it was just fun watching her on screen and uh she just has to you know you know check her six when bond swirls her around with the dance you know that's right I, mean, um, I would hope that if they reshot this movie today they would do everything the same but as opposed to getting like uh, a shot in the back there would be some epic fight scene like in uh you know, like in some of the Mission Impossible movies or something like, you know, like they, they, they get like there would just uh, that would be awesome. But anyways, I digress. That's that's my uh, that's my what is that fourth pick? Um, it would be Fiona Volpe from Thunderball. She has one of my favorite Connery moments of all time. She's in the bathtub and he comes in and he's just sitting there talking to her and she's got to get up and she says, would you hand me something to wear? And he hands her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. I love it. <laughs> Can I borrow your towel? My car just hit a water buffalo. <laughs> okay. So to finish up the round, we have Jeff on the clock. Well, Van earlier mentioned, we were talking about how we were ranking, how we came up with our rankings and, you know, you immediately want to go with your favorites, right? And then you start using, you know, the clever ranking system. And then you figure out, wait, this person wasn't even on my radar. And, you know, she's my sixth pick. She's my sixth overall, uh, which is surprising to me. But, I mean, I, I got to go with the uh, best overall at this point. So, talking about uh, 1989, uh, License to Kill, Pam Bouvier, played by the uh, lovely Carrie Lowell.
this is one of those things where I was like, wait, how did she get, how was she so highly ranked on my list? And I mean, come on, she's a freelance pilot for the CIA. That's here. X factor shot through the roof on that, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, great chemistry with Dalton. So, uh, and you know, pretty integral to the story. You know, she's the, she, you know, she's informing on the, uh, on the bad guy. So surprisingly she was high on the list and I was, I'm happy to see that she's still there. So I'm taking Pam Bouvier. One of my least favorite Bond movies. I was going to say, do we have any Dalton haters here? Because I actually, I, I actually like I the Dalton movies. I love Dalton. I love him as a character. I like living daylights, but I, I'm not a fan of license to kill. No, no, it's probably my, it's in my bottom three along with a view to a kill and maybe octopusy, honestly. So, it, so Wayne Newton does not strike fear into your heart. As a... <laughs> no, <laughs> she's one of the best I, things about it, though. I agree. I, I can't. I can't see Wayne Newton striking fear, especially after the uh, the Andrew Dice Clay movie he did. Ford Fairlane. Ford Fairlane. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, Newton's the bad guy. Come on, we can do better. <laughs> Wayne Newton's best cinematic appearance was when Ferris Bueller lip synced to him in. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I don't, I don't need him as a Bond villain. Agreed. Okay. okay, guys. So we're picking five girls each today, and everyone has made four picks. Yes. So we're down to the home stretch. It's going to go Pat is up next, and then it'll be Van, Jason, and Jeff will close us out. So don't, don't do it again, Pat. Don't you All do right. it again. Okay, so I'm starting to look at this and, uh, you know, looking at, okay, I'm constructing a team right now, like that's going to accomplish a mission, right? Like, and how do I balance out the team, you know, in, in my, my fantasy world that like any one of these characters would follow me anywhere. But uh, the other thing I look at too, is I sometimes, and if you listen to the podcast, like the 30 something podcast, like uh, uh, sometimes I just like to tick people off just to kind of do it and, and change things up or throw in a, a Hey, have you thought about this? Play devil's advocate and all that. And so for my final choice, I'm going to go again with no time to die. I'm going to go with the female 007 character of Nomi, played by Lashana Lynch. And I... I thought that was, I thought it was great. I thought that part of the movie was great. I thought the way she played it was great. I thought the way she gave Daniel Craig a hard time, or James Bond, not Daniel Craig, but the way she gave James Bond a hard time, like, I'm going to kick you in the knee. The one that works. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. <laughs> and then it, what was great was that, that in a way we were watching movie within a movie and she was the new 007 on the mission for MI6. And that that could have been like a whole bond move. Like that could have been what Daniel Craig was in Casino Royale. And I thought that she played that so well. I think it it was awesome to see a, a black woman playing the 007 role. And I mean, obviously, I, this isn't the nature of the of what this episode's about. But you know, whenever you change things up, there gets to be controversy, right? I remember when Daniel Craig was cast, and everyone was freaking out because he was blonde. And I, I, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, you can't have a blonde James Bond. Like, what the heck? But I thought they did such a great job of, okay, well, no, this is 007, but it's not James Bond. And just seeing the interplay, and needless to say, she's, you know, an MI6 00. So, you know, she's incredibly effective. So if I'm looking at my team here, I would definitely want to have her on the team. And now I'm looking at this thinking, man, this would make an excellent movie. So <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say Lashana Lynch and Nomi from No Time to Die. Okay. Can I say something? Absolutely. Yes, okay, everybody, everybody back up just a second because I, <laughs> Pat just selected Mutt on a best Indiana Jones list. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am not, I was not a fan of that turn in uh, No Time to Die, giving the hallowed 007 number to anyone else. I was okay. like, what are you doing? No, that belongs to Bond. What do you, and I understand so, why they did it in the movie stuff, but uh, I, I, uh, um, I, I had a hard time swallowing that. I, I wish you had told me up a little bit. <laughs> I, I wish you had told me he had picked Mutt before I agreed to moderate this episode. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I actually, I revisited Crystal Skull late uh, recently, and I actually don't hate it as much as I did before. That's not to say that I don't hate it, but uh, it's got some redeeming value there that I hadn't noticed before. But that's a different episode. All right, we ready to keep going? Yes, let's keep going. All right, we're on our final pick for Van. Van, how are you going to round out your team? Well, um, Pat, did, you've pretty much cleaned out the Daniel Craig files now, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. I know it was, it was kind of 
it was kind of weighted towards those. It was, it was. Yeah. Except, except for the one that you didn't. <laughs> right. But I'm gonna, in all fairness, in all fairness, I mean, I, I didn't have any exclamations of, ah, oh, but like basically all of my like ones from the earlier movies were taken. Octopussy, Anya Amasova, and then you, you grabbed uh, Daniela Bianchi, that, and that was between her and the other one. So I, I, I did have some earlier ones there on my list, but uh, but you guys got to them first. But I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not complaining because I just the Michelle Yeoh thing. I'm still, I'm gonna watch my back leaving the podcast booth tonight. Probably smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we're gonna pick uh, the one we would take from another roster, and I think everybody knows which one I'm gonna take from another roster. All right, so of the top seven on my board, there's only one left, but I'm not sure I want her. If I Damn. go by numbers, you know what I mean. If I go by numbers, that's who's there. But I don't. I with my last pick, I don't. I might want to go with my heart a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. I've got two that are rated higher, and then I got one that's more in my heart. I want the Bond folks to look at my list and go, man, he cleaned up, right? But I also kind of <laughs> want to be able to feel good about it myself. So this is a tough, <laughs> tough call here. Oh, gosh. You got four solids, right? I mean, you, you, got, you got a strong roster. I feel, mm -hmm. I feel very good about, my, about my, my team. But, I mean, you know, I gotta, I've got – I, I've got only about 10 of them that are ranked in the forties and there's three left that are in the forties here. And I got to decide which one of those to take. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to just pull the trigger here. No pun intended with bond. I think, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart, especially since I didn't get way Lin. I'm going to get Aki from you only live twice. like that she's the other asian fighting character that's that's cool so we'll go with her that's she was the third though so there's two i still have above and i'm i may kick myself later but we'll see hey if, as long as one of them isn't kissy suzuki i think you're you're okay <laughs> she was the other one i mean she's there she I, she and aki are pretty close together but i think for me but what you know in the books uh, Kissy Suzuki has Bond's kid. Yeah, I mean, she, in the wow. book, she's, yeah. But I, I went with Aki just because I love. She's got the cool little white Honda or whatever that she rolls around in, mm -hmm. and um, she outsmarts Bond a couple of times, tricks him to go down in the lair of Tiger Tanaka, and clearly she's Tiger's first choice for agent. He kind of goes to Kissy when Aki's unfortunately killed. So mm -hmm. yeah, I really like Aki a lot. So I'm going to go with Aki. When I was a kid, her her death scene was another one that I was like, oh no, not her. No. I love Doc. Yeah. Good one. All right. So Jason, you're on the clock for your final pick. Okay. Before I make my final pick, I've got this nugget that I want to throw out there. I came across this and I, I hope I'm not stealing Jeff's thunder here, but Tiffany Case, who was played by Jill St. John in Diamonds Are Forever and Plenty O'Toole, who was played by Lana Wood in Diamonds Are Forever. I found this very interesting. Those two women absolutely hate each other. Like they can't be in the same room together. So th this is the interesting thing. So Lana Wood is the younger sister to Natalie Wood. Okay. Mm -hmm. And of course she was married to Robert Wagner and her death was this very controversial thing. A lot of people think Robert Wagner had something to do with it. Well, Jill St. John actually married Robert Wagner and they've been married for like 50 years or whatever. And so Lana Wood still thinks that Robert Wagner killed her sister and Jill St. John is obviously married to Robert Wagner. So they can't even, they couldn't do a Diamonds Are Forever photo shoot ever again because it can't be insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think so. there's probably a lot of people that think that Robert Wagner is married to Stephanie Powers, but that's a whole other agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. a deep pull right there, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number five and my number seven are still on the board. And then I've got Olga Karolinko, who I'm absolutely in love with. She's like my Monica Bellucci for Pat. Anytime yep. I see Olga Karolinko, I'm like, oh my gosh, that woman. Woo! Majors. But I got to leave her off. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to choose something better with my head, I think. But the whole reason we started this discussion is I think I told Jeff that Electric King, played by Sophie Marceau, was a first rounder. Yep. Yes. But, I, but I'm not going to take her. Okay, she <laughs> would be my sixth pick. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go off board. I'm going to give Pat a chance to kill me because I just torched him for his pick. I am taking a woman that I probably would guess is not on anyone's list. Miss Money I am, <laughs> I, and I'm not taking Money Betty, <laughs> and I'm not taking Sheena Easton. I'm taking Fatima 
Blush, played by Barbara Carrera, who was from Never Say Never Again. She's actually the same character that Fiona Volpe plays in Thunderbolt. Mm -hmm. It's a great character. That's right. Very good character. Bond actually kills her with a bazooka gun, right? While she's making (laughs) him sign a confession that she's the greatest woman he's ever been with. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. And his response is, well, there was this girl in Philadelphia. (laughs) But I just absolutely loved her. I know a lot of people hate Never Say Never Again, but she is such a great femme fatale, and she's beautiful. I'm taking her. Fatima Blush. Good good pick. I totally forgot about Never Say Never Again. That's that's good. (laughs) And I'm surprised you didn't go Kim Basinger when you went over to Never Say Never Again. So that's I was good. tempted. I know. Interesting. Good. Pat, okay. I feel bad about uh, about Land Basin you just a minute ago. I'm sorry. No, don't <laughs> I worry invite you me. in at the oh, last good. second, and then I rip your pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's fine, man. I'm just looking at my picks. You know, you better watch out because they're going to, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they they can come take care of business before you even know what's going that's on. True. Right? That's true. That's <laughs> true. So. Next up will be Jeff for the final pick of this draft. Uh, when he's done, we'll have everybody go through and kind of announce their roster real quick to remind everybody of who they ended up with. And then we're going to do a round of where everyone gets to pick from someone else's roster. If you could take one Bond girl from somebody else that they drafted, who would you take so that you could have her on your team? All right. So, Jeff, take it away for us. Your final pick in the draft. Uh, very honored to have the final pick, and I'm loving the fact that my eighth overall is still on the board. Look, Jason Van, you guys were talking and never say never again, and you know, I know it's divisive with the Bond fans because of Thunderball, but I'm happy to say that my final pick will be Domino Patachi, aka Kim Basinger, in Never Say Never Again. Right there, you can see it on the list. I was waiting, and I, <laughs> I honestly, I thought, I thought this will be my, this will be my, my curveball because non-canon Bond, you know, depending on who you talk to, and you know, it's is it Thunderball? Is it not Thunderball? There's such a whole history with these two movies. So I, and but it's one of my, one of the things, uh, one of the ones I, I liked a lot when I was growing up. I still remember the cool thing he did with his, his watch with a laser. You know, when they were, I think they're somewhere in Afghanistan or something like that, or Crete. The interesting fact here: this is 1983. Kim Basinger, they had went after her several times to play a Bond girl. She turned down, she had turned it down, but uh, she turned it down twice. I know Moonraker was one of the ones she turned down. She wanted to be taken as a serious actress. So at this point in her career, it wasn't happening. She finally says, you know what? Uh, I'll do it. And rest is history. Cause I, you know, we talk, you know, and Van, uh, you know, you probably have talked about this maybe on your podcast about the, what they call the, the bond girl curse. I would say it worked out for her for sure. Wow, Final pick one. Domino, the lovely Kim Basinger. Good one. All right. Good one. All right, guys. How do you all feel about your teams? I love my roster. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So just yeah. to recap and remind everybody, let's 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 announce our rosters. Let everybody know exactly who you ended up with, and we'll go in the original draft order. So, Jason, who do you got? So I got uh, Vesper Lind, Zenya Anatop, Agent Triple X, Octopussy, and Fatima Blush. Excellent. And Jeff. Quite a quite a roundup roundup here. Uh, I've got Pussy Galore. Holly Goodhead, Honey Ryder, Pam Bouvier, and Domino Patachi. That's strong. That's strong. Yeah. Right, and then Pat with the uh, with the strike team. Who do you have there? I've got <laughs> Lucia Schiara, Waylin, Paloma, Fiona Volpe, and Nomi. Tough. That's Good job, tough. Pat. Good job. Very nice work, Pat. And Van. I've got Solitaire, Melina Havelock. Tracy Bond, Tatiana Romanova, and Aki. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the round of of stealing a pick from somebody else's roster. If you could do that, uh, Jeff, from uh, I'll let you go first since you're at the top of the screen here for me. What's a, what's a name that was picked today that you wish you could have drafted? Absolutely. I would have went with Vesper Lind uh, right out the gate yeah. if I had the cho- shot. All right. Yeah. That scene in the train car when her and Bond go back and forth, like figuring each other out, man, that is incredible. Like just you're a, and she just, he goes right down the list and then he's, and then she says, okay, well, let me go 
you know, and she just nails all the things. I mean, that's just great. Awesome, <laughs> awesome acting scene, but then awesome like character development for who she was. You know, talking character development and and matching wits and all that with with Bond. Casino Royale also has one of the, my favorite scenes uh, in the Bond movies, and probably one of my more favorite scenes in Casino Royale is after he dispatches a couple guys, finds her in the shower, clearly traumatized. Yeah. That, that tender moment. I mean, it, it was probably the last time you saw bond care so deeply about a, a woman was probably on her Majesty's secret service. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that, that soft tender moment that they share. And that's where you're like, you know what? She's not going to be just another notch on the bedpost. She's he he's into her, you know? So yeah. Love Vesper. Yeah. Awesome. Jason, what pick would you steal? <clears throat> okay, the highest girl on my list that is not on my roster is Solitaire from Live and Let Die. A young, beautiful Jane Seymour, and she, you know, she's impacting the story. And then, of course, the whole thing of her losing her powers to Bond because he steals her purity, whatever. Uh, just, uh, Solitaire is just a personal favorite of mine. And Jane Seymour, how can you, how can you lose? So excellent, Van. I, I think we all know what you're going to say, but uh, what, well, what? my nut. My my number one on the board was Waylon at forty six points. By the way, I'll take points. <laughs> my my number two was Solitaire at forty five, but my number three was Vesper at forty four. But using my value theory of drafting, I probably would have picked Vesper with the first pick. I ended up with my second choice. So because both one and three were gone, I believe by the time it was my choice. But I got number two, so I was happy with that. But I have to take Waylon because I absolutely love Michelle Yeoh. I love Waylon. She does such cool stuff in that movie. She's way cooler than Bond, and that's my favorite Bond too, Brosnan. And yet she's out. She outcools my favorite Bond. So. Yeah. Awesome. And Pat, which one would you pick? I would go from the spy who loved me. I would go with major Anya Amasova. We already talked about, you know, how awesome the character was and just such a great foil for bond and on a personal mission as well as a professional mission. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. All right, well, gentlemen, that's going to do it for our Bond Girl Draft. Thank you very much for uh, getting together for this. It was tons of fun for me. I feel like uh, we had a bit of an Avengers all-star matchup here with uh, with all my favorite podcasts getting together in one spot. And thank you very much for allowing me the honor of being able to moderate it. We are publishing this episode on April 13th. And that is significant because it is actually the 70th anniversary of the original James Bond novel, Casino Royale. And so um, to kind of mark that event, we decided to get these guys together and have a little James Bond discussion. I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, we've drafted these teams, but who won? Well, that is up to you. Be on the lookout uh, for all these guys, their social media accounts, and you will see an opportunity to kind of review the rosters and then vote on who you think was the winner. And uh, if you just follow follow any of these guys on social media, you will um, you'll, you'll see how it all turns out. Thank you guys for being here. I had tons of fun. We got to do this again sometime and talk about other things. So appreciate you guys for being willing to do James, this on a Saturday afternoon. James Bond yeah. will return. James Bond will return. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs>